This is one of the things that the 43 Group is known by and should be known in the future, that you do not wait to be attacked. You take the fight of the enemy and attack those before they attack you. We did find ourselves in a very tricky situation, sometimes outnumbered. Anything you do to deter people from nasty things they want to do was uh, a good thing. Hello, welcome to the Hope Not Hate podcast. My name is Nick Spooner and I'm speaking to you on what is a very autumnal feeling afternoon this afternoon. And um, Joe's away this week, but down there in sunny London. Is it sunny down there, Georgie? Mildly sunny. I'd say it is a conservative 21 degrees and cloudy. Yeah. It was was nine degrees when I was up this morning, so I don't... It's... uh, (laughs) It's freezing up here. I don't know what's going on. But anyway, that is the voice of our director of communications and campaigns, Georgie Laming. And it's a pleasure to have you back, Georgie. It's been a couple of weeks. Yeah, I um, love being a regular now on Radio 43. What a pleasure. This is an emergency episode of Radio 43. Um, I should have put in like a siren sound or something. Like oh my God. In post-production, you can yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see some Christopher Nolan stuff now. We're going deep. <laughs> Uh, we need the 4K cameras and, um, you know, put in some emergency sounds. But this is, we're going to give you a, a deep dive. Well, a deepish dive. We're going to give you an overview of a campaign that we, by the time this comes out, we should have launched. Yeah. Um, and it's a breaking news. Uh, and the, the sort of top line of the campaign is this, really, which is that um, there's a woman called Susan Hall. She is the Conservative candidate for London Mayor. It's the election next year. And Hope Not Hate researchers have unearthed a really disturbing pattern across her social media in which she has uh, liked posts endorsing Enoch Powell, um, Islamophobic tropes about Sadiq Khan. She's supported the myth that the 2020 American election was stolen from Donald Trump. Um, And she's expressed disdain for the press and democracy as well. So we're going to sort of give you the details about this and and tell you about what we're doing about it. Um, First of all, Georgie, if I may ask you this, Could you please give us a bit of a summary on who is Susan Hall? Yeah, of course. So Susan Hall is a Conservative Party candidate for the 2024 London mayoral election. But she's also already an existing Conservative Party politician. So she's an Assembly member in the London Assembly. And she's also been a councillor. And she's been around for years And this isn't the first time that she's had a bit of controversy. She has a kind of habit of of making kind of offensive comments on social media in the past, including some really fat phobic comments about uh, Gemma Collins from TOWIE, who I love. Um, So, so yeah, I mean, never, I think in the past, has it been this kind of level, you know, hope not hate, don't get involved in people being horrible to people on TOWIE. As far as I know, I mean, maybe that's next week's episode. But yeah, <laughs> getting ready. But but that's who she is. She she's um, a London Conservative candidate, essentially. Um, so she's pretty far up in the food chain of the Conservative yeah. Party. She's been a, L- a London Assembly member since 2017. She's been deputy. Le- she was elected deputy leader of the London Conservatives in 2018. So yeah, like you say, she's a big kind of a big figure. Um, yeah, and the candidate in a really important election. I mean, 
you know, serious, serious person. Yeah. Um, you know, as I think I indicated at the top of the show, uh, the stuff that's been unearthed here is pretty shocking. Um, why don't we go into it then? Because I think from my understanding, our research has pulled up about 20 different examples. I don't think there's any point in us going through all 20, but we can give you a flavor of some of the stuff that's been going on here. So why don't we start at the top here with the Enoch Powell stuff? Because I think, you know, for our listeners, that's going to be the con- the stuff that's really that and the Islamophobia stuff, I think it's going to be stuff that really connects. So why don't we talk about that straight away? Yeah, so this is um, a tweet that Susan Hall liked, um, which is someone saying it's never too late to get London back. Um, and it's a picture, it's what I call maybe a quotogram, you know, a picture of a famous quote from someone. Um, and it's Enoch Powell saying it's never too late take our country back which is some of the kind of anti-immigration um kind of rhetoric from Enoch Powell back in back in the day um and that's kind of worrying Enoch Powell isn't a figure in British history (laughs) that people are particularly proud of um he's part of of, you know our, our racist history indeed so that one's a bit worrying um and that's one that she's liked I don't know if there's anything else you want to say on that one well I mean, the Enoch Powell one, there's, an, there's another one, which is there was a, a someone replied to a message about, uh, I think it was someone from LBC or, or, or something like that, said um, who should be in a, a pack of Prime Minister playing cards. And she liked a tweet where somebody had said Enoch Powell. Um, I think, you know, together that's clearly shows a bit of a pattern of her supportive of, of Enoch Powell. As you said about that first one, I think those messages about it's never too late to get London back and it's never too late to save your country. I think when you put that alongside Enoch Powell who made the, you know, the notorious rivers of blood speech about immigration, it's, I think it's very evocative of some of those messages, some of those things you see on the far right about, um, you know, the quote unquote great replacement theory, conspiracy theory, the idea that white people are being replaced and it's part of a concerted plan that it's having that immigration's having a destructive influence on on the national uh, the national picture um so i think it's i think that's really concerning stuff yeah and i think you know the actual picture itself it's a is a picture of enoch powell and a quote so it's not like the quote isn't one that she knows is from enoch powell it's very clear but it's also almost identical to a similar kind of picture that the british national party would share or britain first would share um, that's, that's trying to provoke those kind of emotions and feelings in people. So it's not a mistake. Well, it was say. a slogan that was actually appeared on the British National Party website um, at one point. Yeah. So there's a, a direct correlation there. You're exactly right. Why don't we move on to uh, the Islamophobic comments? Because, um, you know, we're talking about the London mayor election here. These comments are as far as I can work out, entirely directed at Sadiq Khan, uh, the, the mayor of London. So the first one I think is pretty egregious. It's um, to do with Kate Hopkins, isn't it? Yeah, which is already a red flag. Yeah. I would yeah. <laughs> you know, if we're going to be honest. Um, yeah. Do you want me to read it out? I can't yeah, do why not? passion, but um, maybe I can work on it for next week. Um, so it's somebody saying, please be upstanding for Councillor Susie, which is um, Susan Hall's uh tag uh reminding our nipple height mayor of london stan to stop trying to overturn brexit and start doing his job well done susie kiss 
that's Katie Hopkins. And Susan Hall replies, thank you, Katie. Um, Should we unpick that? I mean, nipple height is very funny. I mean, that's a cheap line, isn't it? Um, (laughs) But Um, I think more seriously, Londonistan is like, that is a, a classic line from the far right. It's this idea that Muslims are taking over London it's a, it's you know it's a, this classic anxiety that's you see repeated time and time again across the far right um, you'll see it on banners won't you and placards when people are protesting you know there's a there's a bit of a crossover between some of the ULES, like anti ules protests and the far right that that we've seen and you'll see london and stan which is really hard to say i would say a bit of feedback to the far right um you'll see that all over the placards. Do you know what I mean? So again, that there's something there where, you know, it's falling into some of these far right tropes, this far right iconography. Definitely. What about the one about Sadiq Khan's uh, violence against women and girls strategy? Um, this was another yeah. tweet that Susan Hall was uh, supportive of. Yeah. So the original tweet is a tweet from the city hall conservatives, which is where Susan Hall is kind of, um, she is on a committee and she's talking to Sadiq Khan, I think questioning him on it on the Vogue strategy. Totally legitimate, part of her job. Um, but there is somebody who comments under underneath um the tweet that says, Well done, Susan. That Labour traitor rat likes that sort of thing. That sort of thing being female genital mutilation and violence against women and girls. And so I guess like there's two things there, like the kind of labor traitor rat is 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 quite intense um and probably not something we'd see a lot of politicians liking um but it also falls into a lot of kind of islamophobic and far right tropes around islamic men and whether they can be trusted around young girls um we do a lot of work on this in general around tropes around grooming gangs and that kind of thing so again, it's just like alarm bells. I can't wait for the klaxon to come in on post-production of this episode. Like, there's just alarm bells here. Like, it's, it's just, it's really rough stuff, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's drawing a complete line between Sadiq Khan um, and, you know, and, and his his faith and him supposedly being in support of female genital mutilation and violence. And uh, it's grotesque. And, uh, uh, you know, any anybody... Sh- anyone seeking office like Susan Hall should not be engaging with this kind of stuff, but she's actually liking it, which I think is incredibly disturbing. And then I think there's a, there's a final one to do with Sadiq Khan, which is uh, a tweet, which said that Sadiq is quote, begging for Londoners to do a tower Hamlet's postal vote for May next year. And we all know how that works. Hashtag fraud. So again, another classic Islamophobic trope accusing Sadiq Khan of uh, electoral corruption, promoting this, this conspiracy that Muslims in electoral politics subvert democratic principles, you know, grotesque. Uh, Again, another one liked by um, Susan Hall. Do you want to say anything about that one? I guess also in context, like this is in 2020, this is like during the pandemic, like the postal vote there, you know, that's about people being safe, but yeah, it's just, it's misinformation. It's tropes. And she's engaging with them regularly, um, which is quite shocking just because you think this is the quiet bit that you wouldn't want to promote. Exactly. Um, yeah. There's another one from 2020, isn't there, which is to do with the the American election, the US presidential election. Talk oh. us through this one, because I think this one is is bizarre, even 
by her standards in the sense of this is usually a topic that the right in this country don't go anywhere near. I mean, I think even, I think I'm pretty on safe ground saying that most people on the right in this country accept the fact that the US that Donald Trump lost the presidential election. Obviously, in the US, it's a different picture. Yeah. But people yeah. engaging this stuff in in this country are a minority current, I think, in quite a uh, in quite a significant way. And I also think it's the kind of the difference with this one is like in the past it's been like you know maybe replying to a tweet or liking a tweet, but this one she quote tweets, so she puts this on like her her profile, which is her quote tweeting an article from a right wing misinformation site called the Gateway Pundit, and basically saying that there was a conspiracy to steal the election, and she says if this is correct. No wonder Trump is calling it out and a point down. So promoting that. And I guess, I mean, we're going to get around to this anyway, but why that's so concerning is it's, is, you know, it's starting to that and the, and the tweet about kind of fraud in elections. This is, you know, it's eroding trust in democracy. And when we start to erode trust in democracy, the far right thrive, um, fascists thrive like you know democracy is is our is our last stand against kind of extremism so it's worrying that she would share that stuff um yeah no it's it's a very odd odd one from her and like you say it's kind of like not your fight you know no why do yeah it's odd one so so far we've got kind of racially coded messages uh you Mm -hmm. know supporting those we've got islamophobia we've got things to do with questioning aspects of democracy i think there's a then a collection of stuff which i think falls into a different bracket which is to do with a general kind of mean spirit it's like a mean spiritedness that comes out i mean it there's a, there's a clear hostility towards the media that comes through from yeah. susan hall's um uh, social media activity and i look I, I obviously it's okay to be critical of the media no one's saying it's not but I think for an elected member of the London Assembly, somebody who's trying to become mayor of mayor of London, a city of 10 million people, to be liking tweets, calling people part of the scum media, that's a quote, or a virus, or saying that Beth Rigby has a deeply sickly voice. You know, she liked a tweet where somebody said that. This kind of thing is not appropriate, is it, at all? I mean, it's it's pretty grotesque. It's mean, I think, is one thing. And, you know, that that bit, especially the stuff about Beth Rigby, just feels a bit out of line. Um, but again, it, it's it's eroding um, trust in democracy because a free press is part of, of, of a thriving democracy. She likes a tweet where, yeah, journalists are called viruses or as uh, what are known as hashtag prostitutes in some civilised parts of the world. Mm. Twitter's weird. Before. Yeah, it really is. Twitter's a weird place. Um, between that and London Don and Stan, you're just just like, these things don't roll off the tongue, do they? No, you don't know where you stand from one day to the next, do you? On the... <laughs> no, um, and unfortunately a big part of our job to like go online and see all this horrible stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's again, it's just eroding a sense of democracy. Um, I think it's that, but I think it's also like, like I said at the start, it's okay to be critical of the media, but if you're singling these people out for abuse and and holding them up to be targeted by other people which is kind of what she's doing here she's kind of giving a bit of a, a green light to, to further abuse to, to to these you know figures pretty senior figures in sky's uh sky's reporting 
I just think that's somebody who's standing to be elected should not be doing that kind of thing. I just think it's entirely inappropriate. And these are big publications. This is like Sky News. This is, I think there's other journalists involved in this that might be. Um, uh, yeah, no, I think it is actually just Sky News. It's just Sky, looking at the tweet now, But yeah. like, it's it's not a particularly, it's not like it's a press that she wouldn't be agreeing with do you know what I mean it's not like a left-wing media outlet um it's not you know coverage from another country um it's a massive broad it's a massive broadcaster um and so there's something worrying about that um especially I think when you couple it with the with the Trump 2020 stuff that that feels a little bit kind of sus yeah um but I mean there's more probably but (laughs) (laughs) there is more we've got um there's a whole blog which by the time you listen to this it will be out and it'll be in the show notes so you can click on that and uh, go and look at the full details of all the stuff that our researchers have dug out but we've given you a bit of a flavor there um some of the most egregious egregious bits and i think maybe we should move on to a couple of things now one is why does this matter and i think you know there could be one or two people listening who will say well look how seriously should we really take instances of people liking tweets like how what does that matter does that really matter in the real world and what does that what impact does that have so what would you say to those people georgie like do you you think this is a a serious uh, a serious incident i do i do and i think that's why we've made the decision to go public with everything that we found i think you know twitter has an outsized influence on our politics um and on our society and our culture and you know liking a tweet is essentially an endorsement that's why often my tweets are just of cats um <laughs> i endorse cats readily um uh but it's also interesting right the algorithm if she is liking these tweets they will go into the feed and into the algorithm and other people will see them they kind of gives it a bit of a of an oomph um into people's feeds and i also just think i mean this matters because she's on a massive platform. Whether whether she becomes the mayor or not, she has a massive platform. Um, and like we said, like it's just about trust in politics. I think that London is a very diverse city, and to have someone who is is sharing such Islamophobic stuff is really worrying. Like how how can people feel like she is representing them if if she's calling out such a big chunk of people who live there? um don't know what you think though like why do you think it matters well i think that if you if you've got a situation in which you know maybe one or two of these examples you'd say okay well that's concerning something to keep an eye on maybe we wouldn't you know we'd definitely flag it and, and and definitely keep monitoring it but i think when you've built up a pattern in the manner mm-hmm. that, that 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 susan hall has i think it's really i think it's really concerning i think it shows considering as you said at the start that she deleted all of her social media activity all of her tweets prior to december 2017 because she'd got into controversy before it just shows she seems to be kind of unable to like keep these kind of things under wraps she seems like she has to sort of engage with this stuff all the time and to have 20 such to have 20 such examples of this it builds up a real concerning pattern of her attitudes towards towards race towards islam towards democracy um I, I i think it's i think yeah i think it's shocking um and i think we should say what we're calling for now so what what is it that we're 
calling for as an organization yeah so we alongside hope not hate supporters are writing to conservative party chairman greg hans the conservative party chairman has changed quite a few times because i think they're they're used to our our messages in the inbox um we're calling for susan hall to be suspended for there to be an investigation and ultimately i think we're calling for her for her to be ousted i don't we don't think that we think she's an appropriate candidate but I mean, the first step is suspending her and investigating this. Um, yeah, um, which is quite a big thing for us to do. Like, we don't do that lightly. But as you say, this is just 20. She's deleted a lot of content. And so we don't know how much further this could have gone. Um, but it's met a threshold for us, I think. Yeah, definitely. And presumably then, because she is a sitting councillor, presumably at some point down the line, there's going to be a conversation about what that means for her the seat that she's holding now but that's a conversation for the conservative party to have i presumably yeah well i mean if she gets suspended from the conservative party she will be an independent councillor whilst that investigation happens yeah um and we've seen it in the past with like candidates from and or or councillors from any party you know it, it will probably be um that the kind of local branches are able to act a bit quicker Mm. on on this as we've seen in the past um you know we we had an instance of a uh, a councillor in kent his name was andy weatherhead um big fan of the pod i'm sure who was actually a member of a fascist group um and the local conservative association got rid of him instantly um so so yeah i'm not sure what that means um for her and if that will be the case but it needs to be investigated like this has definitely crossed the line yeah definitely so a couple of things just before we wrap up one is that i mean it's pretty concerning to me that somebody with these views has got this far through the process to becoming nominated as candidate for the mayor of london I, i'm sh- i assume that you would definitely agree with that um uh, I mean, what does this say about the, pro- the 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 Tory processes? I mean, I know that as an organisation, we have we've sort of lambasted their the the vetting procedures within the Conservative Party on several of several occasions. This, I think, is no exception whatsoever. It's shocking that she's got this far and uh, and that she hasn't been investigated. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, any political party, I think, needs to have robust vetting of candidates and to have some standards and it is frustrating to have to constantly point out this behavior and the reason that we point out this behavior is because we don't want it to become mainstream we don't want racist islamophobic comments to become the mainstream so that's why we call it out um but yeah it is it's frustrating it's disappointing to see this being the person that that they think is appropriate to be the next mayor of london like so so let's see if it, it changes anything in their vetting process, especially as they select candidates for the general election. Definitely. I mean, in recent years, you know, we've, we've as you mentioned, there's been Andy Weatherhead, the councillor down in Kent. There's been Tim Wills, uh, the councillor who was a member of, uh, uh, who was involved in a patriotic alternative telegram group, the, fa- the fascist group. We've written to the Conservatives about Michael Fabricant, about Nadine Dorries, who's obviously now left the party. Uh, Lee Anderson, Lee Anderson, Desmond Swain, the list goes on and on and on. Um, 
you know, as I, as I said, we have raised concerns repeatedly about the the scale of anti-Islam uh, prejudice within the party um, and about the, the quality of the vetting procedures. And I think this is just yet another example of the fact that Conservatives need to get their house in order um, because it's yeah shocking that somebody like this is, has slipped through the net. Um, Georgie, anything else you want to touch on before we wrap up? Well, just to say, yeah, if, if people were listening to this, sign our open letter. It's only going to work if we put on enough public pressure on the Conservatives to act, um, especially if you're a Londoner, but not just if you're a Londoner. You know, London is the capital of our country. Um, and so it's 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 a really important thing for people to do. Uh, so, yeah, like, essentially, I'm like, please sign the letter. We need a bit of oomph on this campaign to make a difference, like, it can't just be us putting a blog out. We need all of us to stand together on this. Definitely. I think it's an impactful note to end on. So let's uh, let's wrap it up there. Georgie, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. It's great to talk to you as always. Yeah, I love it. I love it when you get your serious pod voice on. I know. I don't sound like this normally, do I? <laughs> um, uh, also glass repair, also glass replaced. You could do some whole like jingles. You go for it. I think that's a new career is in the offing for sure. Um, I, I sound, I've got too nasally a voice. I don't think they'd have me. Uh, Georgie, speak to you soon, mate. Take care. See ya. Bye. You cannot prevent 50 people, 50 postmen or 50 dustmen from having anti-Semitic thoughts. But you can prevent 50 dustmen forming an anti-Semitic dustmen association. Take the fight of the enemy and attack those before they attack you.